Get excited. Get excited for the news. Get excited for loudly eating pretzels. Mm. This is going to be your best episode yet, I can tell. Yeah, just nothing but pretzels mm-hmm. and news. I think we should call it Pretzels and News. Howdy, this is Tuesday, September 19th, 2017, and this is episode 56 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz Podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined as always by Craig Stone. What is good, Craig? I'm feeling good. I'm ready to talk about some news, some exciting things going on. Nah, maybe not that exciting. Eh, moderately exciting? Yeah, depending. Depending on how you feel about this stuff that we'll talk about in a second. We'll let you judge whether it's exciting or not. Uh, You the listener. Yes, you the listener. Uh, Do you want to get right into it? No, don't we have to have some, some kind of content before we jump into the news? Do we? Do we have any content before we jump into the news? This is usually a burden that I have to shoulder, Craig. I think yeah. we should have we should share the load. So no, shoulder it. Get right to it. <laughs> the question is, do you have any content? <laughs> no, I don't think not so. really. Uh, mm. It seems like people are going to Connecticut in April for a big event that we yeah are highly unsure if we can make or not. Uh, yeah, it's I'm uh, possible the problem is well the real problem is i'm gonna have a six month old and i don't know if this is just a one-time thing or if people are going to try to do this regularly uh if i so for me to be able to go i'm gonna have to work in a boston trip as well i think with my wife because she's never been to boston she really wants to go and i would prefer to go like i said if this is going to be an annual or biannual thing or something like that at a time when I can see the MGM and the Wynn in Massachusetts, neither of which are open yet, and they won't be open by April. But I believe they'd be open by, say, April of 2019. So that's my kind of one thing holding me back is because I'd, I'd really like to see those casinos. Mm. But I don't know. I'm going to try to make it. Yeah, I'm in, a, I'm in a similar boat. It's kind of a weird time for me, timing-wise, just april the spring is just bad in general but uh sort of like end of semester stuff for me at work and uh i don't know like i would like to go it's um you can bet on that guys uh seem like they're definitely going our friend eric who's been on the show a couple times is going a bunch of the people it seems like who go to the vimp which is now the vegas nerd society who are East Coast or generally East Coast-ish are planning to go. So uh, it seems like it's coming together and, and could be pretty cool. I would definitely like to make it there, but it, uh, it's just a question of if time will allow. Um, I mean, for us, like we said, you know, we, it's kind of when it's just the two of us, we can work around our schedule. So it's very hard when you add in a third person. I mean, we've had people say, you know, oh, you should come this weekend to Atlantic City because I'll be there and there's this and this and this. And it's like, well, (laughs) (laughs) you know, there are a lot of moving parts to actually getting us to go. Um, It's not that we are actively avoiding anyone. It's just that it's hard to work it out. And it seems like this is going to be another one that's, that's tough to work out, unfortunately. But I would really like to make it happen if I can make it happen. Yeah, I mean, it's a train trip for me that is, I think, significantly easier than for you. Yeah. So it, it's, it's a haul for me. It's, it's not 
going to be an easy trip regardless of how i get there right yeah i mean for me i could potentially do it in like a really brutal day trip um but yeah i don't know we'll see how that happens but i hope it all comes together and and it's awesome and everybody has a great time and they end up doing it uh annually in whatever perpetuity (laughs) and hopefully we can go to more of them in the future honestly the kind of ironic thing about the the timing of this podcast and and where we're both at in life is i think if if we were 10 years to the other side of where we are now, it would be stuff like this would be kind of no brainers, but Oh yeah. So easy before kids or, you know, kid with older kids. Yeah. Yeah. When you can just head out and, and, you know, make a day trip or make a couple nights trip. No problem. Mm -hmm. Kids are easier to take care of, kind of have their own things that they can do. (laughs) That would be nice. I don't know if I, I did catch myself the other day, sort of thinking like, you know, someday, my kids are going to be like, you know, high school age and that's when you can really go wild. Like that's when I should go for diamond in a day. Yeah. And your kids <laughs> would love that because yeah. they can throw huge keggers at your house and yeah. it would be perfect for everyone. So like 20, 30 is what I'm looking at. So you mm-hmm. mark that Caesars Entertainment. You've got <laughs> me coming for your high limit video poker machines in 2030. I'm sure that it's not even Gary Loveman anymore, but yes. on his calendar, it's going to be reported in the investor call. Probably. Yeah. They're like, this is highly long-term projections, but just so you know, we've got this marked as whatever <laughs> <laughs> accounts receivable. Yeah, this is, this is accounts receivable. We're applying a hundred percent of this because it is a sure thing <laughs> to our future revenue. Yeah. But it's worth like zero because of whatever present value of money or whatever. Net present value? You're the worst MBA ever, man, if you don't even know that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty much the worst MBA ever. I think that should be established. (laughs) I have a journalism degree in undergrad, Kyle. Yeah. Uh, All right. Let's let's jump into it. I think that's enough. Good job, Craig. You shouldered the burden as per the norm for the both of us. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. All right. Let's talk news. First, first piece of news is Keating and Associates, who are fairly well known, I guess, in the gaming and hospitality industry. It came out that they're the ones who made the initial offer for Revel, which I believe was not public knowledge before the latest bit of news about them, which is they made a new offer for Revel for $225 million, which is up from $220 million previously. Um, so that, that came out recently. Uh, Glenn Straub, I think, when asked for comments, still said he had no idea what they were talking about. <laughs> He's never heard of any of this. Uh, Nicholas Hubel also reported in in the last Atlantic City story that up around Revel, it seems like there's been a lot more people going in and out and a lot more stuff happening up on that end of the boardwalk. So, I don't know. What, what do you have to, to say about this, Craig? It's done. I mean, it's going to be sold for 225 I think we can wash our hands of this and be yeah. excited for Revel in well, 2019. Yeah, it it was hinted at in the last AC story. I think it was Nick Cuba that said that he expects good things for that end of the boardwalk in 2018. So, or maybe he said 2019. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, ho- hopefully, hopefully something gets done and we can report on it in the next one week before we go on news hiatus. Right. And uh, yeah, 
I don't know. I mean, the five million dollar increase is totally meaningless, yeah, it's, right? It's, it's, it's trivial, right? Yeah. So I, I mean, we said a couple episodes you know, ago. You know what I? What, what did I say a couple episodes ago? I, I said it would be in the three hundred range. Yeah, and I think that's a better estimate. Um, well, we'll see. I mean, the way it's going, it, it sounds like just given this increase, I may have misevaluated it, and we'll be in the twos still. But I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, it's a. I think it's a good sign. It's going up. I think it needs to go up significantly more than this, unless they really think that Straub is desperate or eager to get out. I don't. I don't know what to make of the maintenance crews because that could be anything. <laughs> you know, it could be just something that they were told they had to do by crda or who knows what but i don't think that i'm ready to connect the dots on that but you know you could certainly take these two things as good signs i mean increasing is by its very nature moving closer to a deal whether that deal happens or not (laughs) right yeah i mean even if it doesn't mean something concrete at least hopefully it means someone's going in and looking around and kicking the tires sure um that's probably enough will or won't revel sell this mm-hmm. this this week's edition of will or won't revel sell that's <laughs> it's it's our best segment it is it's the it highest is. ratings it is right. it's what we get asked about the most i mean if we want to be honest about it yeah you want to jump into the trains sure since i am a nyc to ac bus goer um the atlantic city city council voted nine to nothing on a resolution to support a hypothetical high-speed rail from new york city to atlantic city by way of tom's river this was reported by bill sprouse uh, our friend bill from route40.com uh to me the first thing i i heard i i thought when i saw this was yes please like let's make this happen i would love it uh, you know the bus is as as great as the greyhound is and as cheap as it is uh, I would really, really love a completely reliable and consistent high-speed rail. It doesn't even need to get me there faster. It just needs to not get stuck in bridge traffic going into the city or in tunnel traffic coming back into New York City. Like, those would be two major, major upgrades. Uh, when Actually, when I first started going to Atlantic City, it was right around, uh, I think, the end. Or it would have been probably the start of the Aces train. Of Aces, yeah. Yeah, which was... Uh, you know, not really that heavily advertised, but it was something that when I first looked into how to get from New York to Atlantic City, that seemed like the best option. And it was, a, uh, I think, sort of used Amtrak and NJ Transit lines to get basically from New York City, from Penn Station in New York City to Philly, and then over to Atlantic City, uh, which took longer than taking the bus and obviously was more expensive. And I think it only ran like Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and may have even later been restricted to just Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They did sort of market it as like, this is the way, you know, the classy people go to Atlantic city. There's drinks, there's like drink car and all that kind of stuff. I never took it. So I don't know how true any of that is. I would have loved to take it, but at the time I was 26 or 27 and an extra, 30 or $40 and the $25 slot voucher was more important to me than getting there in class and, <laughs> and style and probably more rested than I would be sit- than sitting on a sweaty Greyhound bus. But I do really want this to happen now that I am 30, whatever, and it's not as easy for me to get to Atlantic city. I would probably spend an extra decent amount of money, probably twice as much or more if it meant I could just sit on a train and be there in two hours or a little more. So I would love this to happen, but it's important to mention that this is totally hypothetical. So all that this means is the city was like, we would support this if 
it ever became a realistic possibility. And that is pretty worthless, I think, in the long run. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't really see what this adds to just saying, like, hey, uh, we're not going to stop you if you want to do this. Uh, like, did, did you get a different reading out of that than just this sort of being, like, throwing a positive vote into the ether and, and hoping something good comes eventually? No, and I don't really have too much more to say about this because there's not really any news about this. I mean, it's nice that Atlantic City wants this to happen, but, you know, they obviously don't have the money to make it happen or actually don't even control the city in a way which would allow them to make it happen even if they did have the money. So uh, my, my one thing, my one comment is is to call you out a little bit. Would you really take the train if it was like, $90? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. No slot voucher? Yes, yeah. Mm. So, because I came to a point, I you know, growing up in Maryland, D.C. suburb of Maryland, there are tons of crappy buses that go from New York City to Maryland, and I did that all the time to save money, and it just came to a point where Amtrak is so much better of an experience that whatever the price difference is, it's worth it. And I think I'm at a point in my life where that is true for going to Atlantic City also. I mean, it just feel it would just feel nicer starting a trip, getting off of like a nice high-speed train. Uh, you know, if it was $200 or $250, I'd have to really think about it. But, but okay, so to, to push back a little bit, it would also be a lot nicer to start your trip after having spent $150 to stay in the Borgata instead of $50 to stay in Bally's, but yet you make that decision all the time. <laughs> uh, it's typically How's a bigger, it different. It's typically a bigger difference than that. I mean, Borgata rates for me on nights that I'm actually going to go seem to be more like $200 more, $250 more. But you're right. Even if it was $150 or $100 difference, I probably still wouldn't do the Borgata. I don't know why. So I'm, I'm telling you, if it was that way and, you know, net after your slot voucher, it was, you know, it's what, $20 on the Greyhound now because it's like 45 with a 25 slot voucher. Is that right? Yeah, it's like 42 or something like that, depending on when you're going. And we're talking 44. about, yeah, I don't know. So that's like $20 and I would think it'd be like round trip, $150 or something. Yeah, I'd do it. I'd like 75 each way. Because, so, the difference is, like, the Greyhound is the Greyhound. Mm-hmm. And the train is a train. Like, there are different room levels in at different hotels. So, like, yes, the Borgata room level is very nice, even the base room. But I can go to Caesars and have hope that I'm going to end up in Centurion Tower or go to resorts and have hope that I'm going to end up in Rendezvous Tower. But if I am taking the Greyhound, like, what you're hoping is that somebody's not sitting next to you and that's just not a good enough upgrade. (laughs) Um, So, you know, there's a very defined, like very clear, big upgrade. Whereas like, I don't think Centurion tower to Borgata, like that's not worth, you know, 150 or 200 bucks to me. No. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully it happens if for no other reason, because it won't affect my life at all either way. So it probably would be good for the city just to see if, your prediction about yourself is correct or my prediction that you would just stand up on the Greyhound. Would, well, would come true. if they started laying track tomorrow, we would be on episode like 150 or 200 before this was even 
right. realistic. And by then we're going to forget all about this conversation. So I don't think, I don't think I have too much to worry about, about you calling me out on that. I actually I'm going to be a... 50 years old and you're going to be like, you're not taking the trade. Cause that's how we sound at 50. Cause that's, that's how 50 year olds sound. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Is that uh, not right? I don't. Oh <laughs> uh, man. That was, that was a lot more crane talk than probably was warranted, I, but I have a, a solution that doesn't involve the large outlay of capital or the long build time of a train. High speed catamarans. What do you think of oh, that? Is that, that the first time you've ever heard that idea? It really is. <laughs> you should. You truly are a genius, and should probably be residing at a school a for college geniuses. of geniuses. <laughs> yes, a campus for geniuses. Yeah, at the Revel. Right. Well, unfortunately, that that didn't happen because of all the refugees they ended up bringing in. Oh yes, the Syrian instead. refugees. So we're going to be yeah. housed at the Revel. Uh, these are all yeah. Glenn Schraub ideas. In case you are not in on the joke. In case you have not listened to 55 previous episodes of Do For right. Win and also read many articles about. There's there's not an excuse for that. For not knowing? Yeah. I mean, it was the, the School of Geniuses thing made like national, right. certainly national gambling news for like how ridiculous it was. So good. You, sh- you should know about it. Read up on it. Luckily, your, if you go to the cryogenesis chamber, you won't sound like you <laughs> predicted when you're 50. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the other anti-aging. Wow. Right. You really, this, there were a lot of great ideas. Our winter trips are going to be a lot more pleasant with right. all the underground tunnels connecting everything. Yeah, that's actually, so I'm reading a book right now called Super Sad True Love Story that's about the guy who works at something called Post-Human Services. It's all about anti-aging and keeping people living forever. I never made mm-hmm. the connection that he works at Revel. Yeah. Glenn Strauss Revel. It makes me sad. All right. Anyway. Totally changes the book. Moving on. <laughs> you don't want to get into weekly do for a win book club? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Gilchrist, the Atlantic City classic in Gardner's Basin, is opening a new location in the former Toplitsky space at the Chelsea, which I have never been to Toplitsky's, but you you have, and I know you've talked about it, though you've never been to Gilchrist, and I have. Yeah. So It's a perfect merger of do right. for a win co-hosting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this article also, Route 40, Eleanor, our friend Eleanor from Route 40, wrote this one up about Gilchrist's. Uh, this is actually their fourth restaurant, which I didn't realize. They have no. uh, two others, Margate and Egg Harbor City, obviously the one in Atlantic City's in Gardner's Basin, uh, known for sort of good, cheap breakfast, right? Yep. Uh, so Toplitsky's, I thought, was a better atmosphere than restaurant. Like, sort of better idea than execution, maybe. Like, it was, there's an indoor space that's sort of dinery, like hip dinery, and then there's an outdoor space that is almost tropical by the pool, and in the summer, feels mm-hmm. a little gross. Uh, and they could have, you know, done a little better job keeping it clean and, <laughs> and all that stuff. So, Gilchrist, I have faith in really knocking this out of the park uh, just based on reputation. And I think. Having that in what is now a Tower of Tropicana is a is a good addition. Uh, although you have actually eaten at Gilchrist, so how do you feel? As someone who now goes to Tropicana regularly when they stay in Atlantic City. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Every time. Yeah, they love me. I don't know. I can't explain. It's great. Can't explain it. It's Not awesome. a high roller, but I get just I told you the other day I got an email offering me free sweets five nights a week. What? I'm sure they're kind of crappy sweets, but who cares? 
Yeah, certainly no other casino in Atlantic City has had any of those offers. Yeah, see, that's why I don't upgrade to Borgata, because you get free suites. I, I still won't <laughs> give it a top review, though, unfortunately. So Tropicana executives, if you're listening, you're getting closer, but it's going to take a little bit more okay. to get like a really five-star review from me <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> And it has gotten like iteratively better, right? It like, has. Every time you've gone, they know. They listen. They they, they do. Know. They understand how they can yeah. drive business. Yeah. So I don't know. Good breakfast is always good, right? And if your company would like a sponsorship opportunity, <laughs> yeah, just give us free rooms. Oh man! All right. Anyway, uh, yeah, show- jump to the next story, Craig. Well, what if Showboat gave us free rooms? Oh man, I'd. I, so Tropicana doing this is predicated on them listening to the show and knowing the content and how much we talk about them. And unfortunately, if Bart Platstein listened to the show, (laughs) I think that would make it far less likely that he would be interested in giving us any sort of perks. Yeah, that would not happen. Uh, So speaking of Platstein. But he probably doesn't. He might just be like, yeah, number one podcast in Atlantic City. Right. Took these guys up. Yeah, we just hit 1,000 users in the Facebook group. Yeah. We're super popular. All right, next right, story. Give us all your rooms. Anyways, um, so speaking of Showboat, sort of tangentially related is that uh, – I'll get there on the relation – is that two, <laughs> there's a two-day country music and food truck festival scheduled for the end of September, the weekend that actually goes September 30th and October 1st. Uh, that's been canceled as of today. So kind of strange that it was just out of the blue canceled because they had tickets up for sale. They, the organizer, which was Jersey Boys, Boys with a Z, uh, said that it was canceled because of unforeseen circumstances. I don't know about you, but I think that's probably code for didn't sell enough tickets. Maybe, uh, or maybe for some reason the top build person couldn't make it. But I would guess oh, l- lack of ticket sales. Yeah, so this was actually supposed to be a Bader Field. Um, mm-hmm. So we spoke about Bader Field quite a bit. This would have been a one weekend use for it. Uh, they say they're t- attempting to reschedule a bunch of the acts that they already had scheduled. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it. The other thing in the article is that they said if you've already paid for tickets, you can get a full refund or the advantage play, which is to take a voucher for the full ticket price plus 20%. At the new, previously unannounced, Bourbon Room, formerly the House of Blues, at the showboat, opening in November of 2017 in Atlantic City. This did you? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. This if I was going to open something in Atlantic City, November would be the month I would do it. Makes perfect sense. Previously, completely unannounced, by the way. Like there had been no talk about use of that space since Atlantic City Fan Expo said they were going to use it for esports tournaments, and then closed before they could. So this, apparently they're going to do something with the former showboat space. It's relevant to mention that uh, Jersey Boys, uh, who was going to organize this country music festival, is also with the a people, Z. Jersey Boys with a Z, was also the group that is currently running Pier AC, which used to be the Garden Pier, which is owned by Bart Blatzee. So they do have a relationship with Showboat and with Bart Blatstein. Oh. So that's where the relation comes in. Mm, so they I would see. know. So they would know if they're if they're the ones who are running the bourbon room, which is possible. 
I searched this and found nothing about anything about uses of the former House of Blues space. Uh, I tweeted at Nicholas Huba from the Press of Atlantic City. He said this was totally out of out of the blue, and not only that, they wouldn't comment to the Press of Atlantic City when pushed for more information. So it seems kind of weird that they're announcing this thing now two months out. Uh, I don't know. What, what do you think? Bourbon Room? Like, does that mean anything to you? Are you... Are you ready to book Showboat now? Are you ready to book your Showboat room? I mean, I we haven't heard from them yet about the deals that we're going to get from them. So not until that happens. Right. I think the deals you're going to get are the ones that you get by going to showboathotel.com. Yeah. I think it might be showboathotelac.com. Putting the dates that you want to go <laughs> into the search form and hitting submit. Uh, there, there was something called the bourbon room in the Venetian in Las Vegas. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this is not unrelated that closed in 2016. Uh, it is unrelated. Apparently was very good by the way. Uh, I think it was a five hundred favorite, but maybe that's wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of something else, but, uh, that that's closed. I'm going to guess not related. I don't think the Jersey boys with a Z were running <laughs> the bourbon room at the Venetian in Las Vegas. Any last thoughts on this country music festival that I didn't know about until today when I heard that it was canceled? I can't believe something like this would happen with organizers whose name ends with a Z instead of an S. <laughs> uh, so the funny thing I would about- imagine that they like a Z indicates like the highest level of competence and integrity. Right. And- That's why it's the last letter. It's the highest. It's the pinnacle right. of letters. It's it's literally the omega in yeah. both. The alphabet and the word. Yes, that's correct. Uh, Jersey Boy is actually based in Clark, New Jersey, which is very close to me. Uh, not that close, but around here. I've been, <laughs> great, I've, great story. <laughs> I've been to Clark many, many times. There's a target there. Good story. <laughs> it's right where you get off the turnpike. Exit 135, I think. This awesome. is the best best episode of Do For A Win yet. It really is. Yeah. Uh, people come to listen to Parkway Exit Talk. Yes. That is what we are known for. Yeah. So, uh, do you have anything else to say about this? I have lots to say about Clark. Okay. Clark, New Jersey. This <laughs> what is about the, the Do For Parkway A Win, in general? the Clark, New Jersey podcast. Uh, no, I don't have anything else to say. Yeah, so... Clark City Chamber of Commerce, if you <laughs> want yeah. more plugs, right. you should email Craig at doforwin at gmail.com. Yeah. And... Get me a free table at Clark's White Diamond <laughs> Diner and maybe a dinner at Tarantella's Restaurant <laughs> and a Target gift card. That's all I want. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody who listens to this knows Clark and is laughing yeah. their head off right that, now. That They're like, oh, Tarantella's. But no, that's maybe one person and they only even vaguely know these no. references. All right. Anyway, moving on. Uh, So today, a piece of news came out about new games at the Tropicana. One is much less interesting, I think, and one is a bit more interesting. So the less interesting one is they have brought Asia Poker into the Tropicana, which, if you're not familiar with it, it's a variant of Pygao Poker, but with three hands instead of two. And to win, you have to win two of the three hands. So it's still seven cards, but it's a four-card hand, a two-card hand, and a one-card hand with otherwise the same rules as Pygao Poker. Um, 
Uh, there's not a whole lot to say about this. This is a well-known casino game, and it's available in plenty of other casinos around, including in Atlantic City. Uh, Bally's and Caesars both have it. I believe that Borgata does as well. So uh, not a whole lot to say about it. I mean, it's good, I guess, that there's another option there, but I don't particularly care. The more interesting piece of news is that there is a game called Three Card Draw Poker, which is a game I have never heard of, but... So, Craig, can you explain the game to me? Sure. And this is this was a tricky game because there's a three-card poker video poker machine. Three-card draw poker video poker machine. And then if you search three-card draw poker table game, you get all this three-card poker shit. So the, the thing about three-card poker is that it is three-card draw poker is that it's very similar to three-card poker, except that you have the option when you have to place a second bet to draw, to discard a card and take a new card. So in, in normal three-card poker, you make an anti-bet up front, which is just, you know, if you want to bet the table minimum, whatever, that's fine. And then you get three cards. Typically, in normal three-card three poker, the dealer gets three cards. I can't believe I'm explaining three-card poker. <laughs> but if you want to stay in the hand after you look at your three cards, you have to make a, uh, I think, a play bet. Is that right? Equal to mm-hmm. your bet equal to your anti-bet to stay in. So in three-card draw poker, you can either make that same bet as in in-to-win bet, as they call it, which is saying, I like my three cards, I'm sticking with it, here's my money, equal to my anti-bet to stay in the hand. Or you can make a draw bet, which is saying, I'm going to put the same amount of money as my anti, and I'm going to give you a card and get a new card. So discard one card, get a new card from the pile. Uh, you can also fold and just forfeit your anti-bet and not put more money into the, into the pot. Uh, or, you know, not the pot in this case, but give it straight to the dealer, uh, to the house. The catch here is that the dealer gets four cards and only has to make their best three-card hand out of those four. So in typical three-card poker, you get three cards and the dealer gets three cards. Uh, in this scenario, the dealer gets four Uh I tried to look up House Edge data, and it's there's none on this. This game is not even on Wizard of Odds. Uh, yeah, and I've you know done a lot of played a lot of carnival games at casinos, and I've never heard of this. So yeah, it's it, so it was introduced at a conference I think last year in, in late 2016. So it's a very very new game. Uh, I and it seems like if Tropicana is not the first to have it, it's certainly the first to have it in Atlantic city. doesn't seem like it's really in Vegas at any of the major casinos. The only thing I found about house edge was from a UK table game site, uh, that claimed that the house edge was 1.04%. And that is a ridiculous claim because typical three card poker is 3.37%. And to me, not as a math person, as we've established by my lack of knowledge of net present value, uh, the dealer getting a fourth card and only having to make a three card hand is putting the screws to you, the player pretty hard, right? Like that would be significantly worse for you. (laughs) Well, the thing is you get four cards as well. Kind of, but yeah, but it's not the same. It's probably pretty close to the same though, right? The only way you really lose is or the most common way i guess by far that that is that your hand your four cards are significantly worse than the dealer's four cards are if you discard a card and then get the same card again or a worse but that's probably pretty yeah but 
what's the odds that if you have a pair and something isn't it right? isn't a it pair s- and six and then you discard no, the six true. to get a two it doesn't really matter right yeah that's true so it's more likely if you just have like you know and i, I again in three card poker it's like if you have queen six four or two or something like that you're supposed to always stay and if right. you have worse than that you should always fold i think it's queen six four right yep. that's not right that is it so if you have queen six three or worse, you fold. If you have queen six four or better, you're supposed to stay in. And that's just the rules. So I assume in this game, I mean, I assume in this game there's going to be a, a similar cutoff where you should always fold if it's worse than something. And then if it's higher than that, you should get rid of your worst card and keep unless you have like three of a kind or a straight or a flush. Um, I mean, it seems like you'd get rid of your worst card a huge majority of the time that you're unless staying you have, in, right? Unless you have three of a kind. Three or, of a kind, or a straight, or a flush. Or, right. what if you have a really good kicker? Nah, it's still probably not worth it. Because the odds that the dealer matches your hand are infinitesimal if you have a pair or something, because they need exactly the other two cards in the deck that give them a, that same pair. Um, it doesn't... I mean, it doesn't sound that bad to me. Because, again, you get to see the same number of cards as the dealer... And just as long as you don't discard a three and then get a three again, it sounds about the same. So the idea could be two or three percent or even maybe one percent. I think one percent sounds low, but I wouldn't be surprised if this was as good as or better than three card poker. Really? Yeah. I mean, so here's the thing, right? So this sounds a little bit like four card poker as well, which if you're not familiar with four card poker, you get five cards and you have to make the best four-card hand. And it has to be the dealer's four-card hand, but the dealer gets six cards. So the dealer actually does just get an extra card mm-hmm. against you there, which they, in some sense, get an extra card here as well, but it's not exactly the same. Because, like I said, this extra card isn't like a full-value extra card. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. I, I could be totally wrong. This is just my sense of the game, just hearing about it literally right now for the first time because I didn't read your show notes about this <laughs> before the, the episode. Um, Good. Way to do your homework. Yeah, I mean... It's not like you got I, anything else going on in your life. I wouldn't be especially surprised if this was a reasonably low house edge game. Uh, it's a game that sounds interesting. I, I think I'd like to play it. Yeah, so It'd I be, sort of like the rules. And especially now that you explain, like to me, I was sort of like, well, okay. Uh, so something else to to bring it down some is, let's say you have eight seven five, right? That's a hand I'm positive you have to fold in this game, right? But it's possible that the fourth card is a six, but that's just you'll never know, right? But there's, yeah, sure there's no way you'd stay in, right? So uh, it probably is slightly worse than I first gave it credit for because of cases like that. There's probably the house will get a huge number more flushes and straights than you will. Right. But yes. still, there's not many flushes or straights in three-card poker. Though there's an extra card, so it will be more more likely. Yeah. If All we right. were smart, this, we this could probably... Pro- this game's probably not very good. I could write a simulation and figure out what the house edge is. But... Yeah, but for, you know, if, if I found a $5 table... I would be interested oh, yeah. I, to play. I play it. Like it's interesting. Sure. I, mean, I like the rule. I, I like the draw. I play, I play. I'll play four card poker a decent bit, and I'll even occasionally, if people want to play three card poker, even though it is a really horrible game because <laughs> it's not a game. It's just 
you fold if you have queens queen six three and you bet if you have queen six four yeah i do not which like isn't poker at all. very interesting yeah yeah i like this way so that's that's the big difference is i do not like three card poker and this at least adds some intrigue <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah uh so i don't know i mean i don't know if you mentioned the house edge on the asia poker it's 4.82 percent that's uh, not quite double, but if you're playing regular Pygo poker as a player with the dealer banking and you're playing houseway, which is just, you mm-hmm. know, if you're playing Pygo poker at any point, if other people at the table have, have put their hands, set their hands already, you can flip them over and say, what's the houseway? And the dealer will tell you. So you can play pretty much perfect houseway if that's what you want to do at a Pygo poker table. The house is 2.7%. It's significantly lower if you are banking. Um, I think if you bank half the time, it brings it all the way down to like one point under two percent house edge. Uh, but you know, two point seven, the jump to four point eight two. I can't deal with that. I'd rather just play regular Pygo poker. And I don't yeah. think like the, the difference is three card poker adds this wrinkle to the rule. This adding the third hand of like four four card high hand, two card medium hand, one card low hand, where the rule being that you know. They have to rank in that order. You can't have a medium hand better than your high hand. That's still going to be a pretty set way to play most of the time. I mean, there's going to be a little bit, I guess, of, of finagling you can do there. But, yeah, I don't, it's this doesn't excite me very much at all. I, and, uh, adding 2% to the house edge, I want nothing to do with that. Yeah. It's just so so you know the the issue with Asia poker is that even a pie pie gal poker like there's a lot of pushes on your low hand and when you have a one card low hand it's that many more and you lose pushes so right like I I would be I would like like this that's what kills you I mean that's why it's a no commission game right so as a low roller I would like it if there were more pushes. Like that was when I first read the rules. I was like, "Oh, this seems like oh, it would push even more." But no, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> there's no pushes, right? <laughs> You're gonna lose a lot. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's smart sort of rule creation for the casino. But if you like pushes, play Pygo poker. Yeah, I love I love pushes. I think there, it's like seventy percent pushes. I think it's a lot. Yeah, and it's I think Pygo tiles is like forty percent pushing. So. But it's, yeah, the difference is Pyga Tiles is much slower. It is in very yeah. slow game. Um, so I like, I, actually, I prefer Tiles as someone who wants to sit there and break even. If that's your goal, Tiles is a little better because it takes a longer time. Hmm. All right. Anything else? I, I mean, that's the end of our agenda for the week. Yeah, I don't have any crazy stuff to add. We posted on the Facebook group and on Twitter that if you had any questions for a mailbag, you should email us. You still have time to get those in. So yeah, if you... you still have time. We were planning on doing it immediately after this episode, but we're not going to. So you still have probably a couple days to get them in after posting. So if you have questions, please send them to Craig. And you can reach him at do for a win on Twitter or by email at doforwin at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach out or you can also comment to us on our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash do for a win or on the contact form at do for And if you're looking for the podcast, you can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, Google play and tune in radio. So 
I think that we probably have, hopefully, if the baby doesn't come early, one more news episode in us sometime early next week. So hopefully a lot of news comes out in the next one week. <laughs> yeah. Hey, bourbon room. Get with it quick. Start yeah. construction because we got to talk about you. <laughs> hey, hey, Glenn Straub, sell Revel. <laughs> yeah. That would we make for a pretty... something to talk about next week. <laughs> pretty meaty episode. <laughs> eh, worst comes to worst, we'll have a, a half-hour episode is the last one before we, we go on hiatus. Yeah. Well, not really hiatus, but news hiatus. New, news hiatus. There yeah. will be episodes. But uh, worst comes to worst, if there's like really huge news that comes out and if it's possible that you can record maybe during the day sometime, I think I could probably swing something. I just will definitely not be able to record at night for a while. Yeah, sure. Or I'll just record alone in the dark, just reading news links, reading press releases, (laughs) reading the uh, kiss, kiss, a go, go press release. (laughs) Dispassionately. Yeah. Passionately reading press releases as you do everything in life. Yeah. Still don't know what that means. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you guys very much for listening, and, and we'll talk to you all next week. Yeah, it's six to five, which I just, because it was a video blackjack machine, I never expected. And then I got blackjack and I got paid six to five. I'm like, what the fuck? And rage quit. Yeah. Rage quitting is always a good option. No matter where you're at in your life, nobody ever regrets rage quitting. Yeah, I flip the table usually. Yeah. Not at the casino, though, because they're pretty heavy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're sturdy. Probably, probably pretty hard to flip. I tried. I got a hernia. <laughs>